Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag BYU. It was crazy. Like we knew they were trying to get some quick throws, like deep comebacks and stuff. And yeah, obviously, I was just running to the ball. Like the linebacker for Beacon, they made the play, and I seen the ball pop up. And like Coach always said, tips and overthrows, we got to get them. Dangan Wallaku there after he gets the final interception, locks up the win. Three picks, PK. You win the turnover battle, three nothing. You got a shot, and BYU capitalizes on theirs, takes home a big W. Diane Gonwalaku. I thought that was Barry White there, Ren. <laughs> Love his deep voice. Were you in the middle of it? The storm in the field? The media is usually down on the last sideline for the last five minutes or so. Well, I was going to do USC's uh, post game. I so about got run over. I didn't have to go in that direction because everybody ran to the east side, but a lot of them came from the west side, obviously. But I negotiated the people and weaved my way and bobbed and weaved and went through them. Used your so, lateral quickness to get out of the way? I just walked. Oh. But, uh, so, and they, the SC people got the uh, SC players off the field really quick. And no, none, nothing that I saw indicated any BYU fan going up to an SC player, so there was nothing going on there. So, no, I was glad. See, I I got to choose, and I figured, well, on the, uh, I chose it before the game on the option that a, a Utah, a BYU won. I knew that would, would one of the things that would happen is everybody would go nuts. But, I mean, they don't really have nothing to play for. They lost a game, so they've got nothing to play for. I mean, what's the point? We know what goal bowl they're going to go to, so why even care? I mean, I-, I felt that in the stadium. Nobody cared because they already lost a game, and we know what bowl they're going to go to. Is that one of the dumber takes? And they lost to Utah, so we need to. They need to change everything. They need to figure out which course you're going to go on. Are you going to be a Division One football program or drop to the Big Sky? Because you lost to the Utes, the best team that the Utes has ever had, and you lost to them. So you need really. You got to come to Jesus moment here and just decide that we're done with the football program. Are you people? Is, yes, you're welcome. I'm here to provide the voice of reason. PK's tweets in real life. Yeah, I know. I, I read it too. Huh. How ridiculous. They've got nothing to play for. They lost the game. How so stupid. There's the fun of it all, and that's two weeks of the fun of it all. There's winning tw- overtime. 12 drama. games of the fun of it all. And then if you get a 13th, there's a 13th game of the fun. Just like it is for 95% of the teams who are in conferences. They don't know which crappy bowl game they're going to. They've got to wait. You're fortunate. You know which crappy bowl game you're going to. So you can book your travel. Everybody else has to wait till the first week of December to find out which crappy bowl you're going to. 95% of them. So ridiculous. <laughs> More on the Cougars. And I got called a maggot. A maggot on Twitter. A maggot. For what? For being me. <laughs> For being me. Was it a response to a tweet or was it just a random tweet at you? Yes, I think that's what it was, the latter. I, I, I can't. I, when you tweet a bunch, and I, I try not to tweet dumb stuff during the week. And Yawk retweets all the stuff that uh, all of our, because it's all about downloads, I guess, these days. So he retweets all that crap. I don't do it. It's my Twitter feed, but I don't retweet it. Uh, 
I, re- I save it for the game. So I, if I treat 20 times, I don't know in response to which of the 20 it was. But called a maggot? Was it someone... Uh, it was a Ute fan. Big, big Ute 27? I don't know. It was anonymous, if, that, if that's your point. Yeah, that was just some random uh, made-up name. I think so. Yeah. A maggot. Called me a maggot. Upset because the Cougars won? And you tweeted something positive about them because they won? You have to ask the yeah. sender of the tweet. Well, BYU's got another uh, big opponent coming in, 22nd-ranked Washington. That'll be on ABC Saturday at 1.30, so you got that to look forward to. They'll go for three in a row. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Yo, uh, we feel good as a team, but we could be better. We could, we could take, we could, we leave, we left a lot of points on the field, and um, feel like we we could improve in that area. Tyler Huntley, that's kind of been a post-game quote that you could put after any of the games so far. They've won them all, and they always talk about what they can do better after the game. Now they're ready for the conference season after blowing out Idaho State. Friday night, USC gear up. Did you learn anything from that game? I didn't watch one second of it, so I have no idea. (laughs) A couple of clips? A couple of highlights? Nothing. No, I didn't pay a lick of attention. It didn't matter. Thompson got deep. I don't care. It was against Idaho State. If you can't get deep against Idaho State, who are you going to get deep against? DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. And Florida State's going to get one more shot. Here we go. Trying to tie this. Two seconds left. One second left. The snap goes right to Akers. Akers trying to get the side. He stopped. Still fighting. And that's the game. Virginia wins it. The Cavaliers in the most wild finish you could ever draw up have taken down mighty Florida State 31-24. to Bronco Mendenhall's 21st ranked Virginia Cavaliers beat Florida State. They're 3-0, and they are loving it. The wildest finish you could ever dream up. A bunch of crazy finishes this weekend. Your devil's in a crazy finish. Defensive struggle, 3-0 for a long, long time. Trade late TDs. Pac-12 refs. Missed a penalty. Pac-12 refs screwed up. They would have been kicking a tying field goal. Still would have been overtime. They wouldn't have won it, right? And then the Wake Forest, uh, North Carolina game. The refs screwed up the end of that one, too. There should have been a second on the clock. Drama all over the place. Temple upset Maryland. Ranked team. Falling. Anybody in the... uh, Pac-12 surprise you with anything that went on this week? Finally! We're not just reading results from 48 hours ago. Anything in the Pac-12... Start with your Devils. I mean, the defense, seven points. I mean, thought the defense was pretty good, but seven points in a college football game is really a a small, small total. That was the third time they've done it. Uh, This is who they are. You know, it goes to what coaches tell me. And at BYU, they told me, if Tyson Williams gets close to 100 yards rushing, we'll be pretty good. And they're three for three on that forecast, or however you want to phrase it, just a barometer. Barometer's a good one, yeah. Because he didn't get anywhere near it in game one, and they lost. He got near it in game two, and they won. He got at it in game three, and they won. And I didn't speak to the coaches at uh, ASU. I don't have access to their assistant coaches. I'm five, six hundred miles away. 
but I have people who do, and they said, if we win games this year, especially at the start, it's all going to be low scoring. So that's why last week I didn't have a bunch of consternation because people have had consternation where they're not following the team. It's like uh, Desmond Howard, I'm watching game day. No way, no how. He doesn't know jack about the Devils. Why would he? <laughs> they're not going to go anywhere this year. So why pay attention to them? It's fun to get a national guy on, but the reality is the national guys really don't know because they just skim it. You got to get in depth, and that's the way they're going to win ball games. Uh, I thought Colorado was competitive. You know, it's tough to play Air Force if you don't play them every year, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you play them. Trying to play that offense, unless you've been have some base foundation from the prior year, can be awfully difficult. Right? I think so. But I think it's cool for the conference, which sucks, to have six-ranked teams, and one of them is an SC. Wouldn't have predicted that coming in. And Arizona not ranked, but that was a nice win over Texas Tech. Actually played a little bit of defense. And the way they won it, two things, the defense and running the ball. Now, Khalil Tate is one of my most favorite players to watch play football. I mean, I'm not an Arizona fan, but I'm a Khalil Tate fan big time. And it is a lot of fun to watch him run the football. And they went, they got the ball on the one-inch yard mark, and they went 15, I think it was, every play were run. It was 13 straight. And, and they went like 19 overall yeah. running the, the ball. And that's a way to win. That's a, a Kyle Whittingham must have just been high-fiving people <laughs> if he happened to be sitting at home watching that game that night. That's, I mean, that's a thing the, of beauty. It, to him, absolutely, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, that is the best way to win because that means you dominate and you are controlling everything about that game. And it goes to what I said. Really nothing that happened in the Pac-12 this week surprised me. Maybe the Devils actually winning. I mean, if, but if they would have lost by a couple of points, uh, it doesn't really. The fact is they can be a tough out. And the, the, the Daniels kid totally reminds me of Huntley when Huntley was running around without a clue his first year. And, and then how much can they build yeah. on that going and you, forward? Uh, Tyler Huntley right now, it's only three games and they haven't played a conference game. But in my mind, he is without question the all Pac-12 quarterback. And and it's still, obviously, it's ridiculous to say that because he has There's, played no games. But he is at the top of his. My point that I'm making is that he wasn't near the player two years ago that he is now. He's brilliant now. And can this Daniels kid become that? Because he certainly isn't anywhere near that now. Well, that remains to be seen. But that's expected for first-year freshmen. We saw it with Slovis. I mean, BYU baited him with what they were playing with the dropping eight, and they were baiting him, and he threw the two picks. The last pick, you can't really say, was on him. But the other two were, and that kid down the line is going to be way better. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know at this point. Not until there's only so much you can do here other than just you know have the doctor look at it on the sideline. And um, again, I'm, I'm going to see a I'm going to see a, a, a hand specialist and and get uh, get his opinion, and then we'll see what the next steps are. Yeah, yeah, I, I am concerned. Um, I'm hoping hoping it's not too significant. You know there are going to be injuries in football, but it seemed like there were a lot of injuries to high-profile celebrity-type guys. You can start with the quarterbacks. Drew Brees talking about his thumb injury right there. Rematch of the NFC title game, the Saints and the Rams. Brees goes out early. The Rams roll 27-9. Yeah, I'm concerned. I'm hoping it's not too significant. 
I, I assume it is significant that he knows what his body feels like, and they had that shot of him on the sideline. He tried to pick up a ball, and he dropped it like it was a hot potato. I assume, whatever we're going to hear, that it's going to be pretty bad news for him. And Ben Roethlisberger didn't even get hurt, and he was grabbing his elbow. Steelers end up losing 28-26. He left that game in the second quarter, so a couple of high-profile quarterbacks right there. Steelers also lost James Conner, who's now their starting running back. And he had an injury and left the game, so they're falling, PK, but I guess it's inevitable. It's the NFL. Yeah, it's a question of how long on these guys. Two weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever the it might season. be. Season, yeah. yeah. Season, yeah. Uh, several good finishes. Which one thrilled you the most? Well, obviously the Bears and the Broncos. I mean, and the Monday night game was very good, too. Or some on Sunday, Sunday night. night I mean, yeah. But the Falcons on fourth and three throwing the winning touchdown pass. Or the yeah. Bears with their haunted by the bad kicks and all that, and then they get a clutch 53-yarder after a, what, 25, 30-second drive? Should a kicker be allowed to have in the postgame be all tatted up and have two earrings if you're a kicker? You want to ban that? You're a kicker. Yeah, well. Can you be all tatted up with two earrings in the postgame? The kids these days. Mr. Panero sure thinks I, I, so. I would say no. I, 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 as a kicker, you haven't earned that right. Give me back those tats. All right, we got the Monday night game here on the Zone Sports Network. It's Browns and Jets tonight, 615, TV on ESPN. You can listen to it right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Pitch to Braun. High drive. Deep left center field. Bader is back. Braun, a grand slam. And the Brewers have taken the lead in the ninth on a Ryan Braun slam. That was two outs. A 3-2 pitch. Now it's top of the ninth, not bottom of the ninth. And they're down by one, not by three. So dream scenarios and all that stuff. But pretty dramatic. And they actually needed those uh, that, that little cushion. It's not exactly a 1-2-3 ninth inning form there. Gave up a couple runs, but hold on and win. The Cubs just slaughtering the Pirates all weekend. 47 runs in a series, PK. Holy cow. It's off the charts. It is. But they lost Rizzo. He went down. Let's see how that situation is. 16-6 uh, the final yesterday. And Mike Trout is out for the rest of the year. He's going to have surgery on his right foot. Had treatment. It didn't work. Tried to run on it. Had pain pretty much right away. So he'll have surgery and get ready for next year. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL been hanging its hat on defense and winning a lot this summer, but they just had their worst performance since before the Gold Cup break. Worst performance since June 1st. Club that had given up eight goals in 14 games, gave up three goals in one game, and they get beat at Minnesota. Three to one, the final score. They dropped to fourth place in the West. They're going to New England Saturday. That was, uh, after an early goal, that was pretty disappointing how quickly they gave one up. So I would ask you then, who had a worse Gold Cup performance, the U.S. basketball or RSL? Well, it's not exactly. I mean, it wasn't a Gold Cup performance. Since the Gold Cup? You said they sucked in a Gold Cup. No. It's the first time that they've sucked defensively since the Gold Cup. There was a break oh, for great. two weeks for the Gold okay, Cup. Okay, who had a better Gold Cup? Spain or RSL? <laughs> RSL wasn't in the Gold Cup. 
Since the Gold Cup. Since is the key word, PK. They weren't in the Gold Cup? They didn't play in the Gold Cup? No. Then why the hell did you say since the Gold Cup? Because there was a two-week <laughs> break, and they defended well since then. <laughs> since Columbus Day, pick some random event that they didn't even participate in. That doesn't make any sense. Before the Gold Cup, their last two games, they got shredded for six goals. And like a mini training camp, worked on the okay. defense during so the Gold Cup break. Before the break of the Gold Cup. You, when you say since the Gold Cup, that would imply that they played in the Gold Cup. You should have said since the break for the Gold Cup. Am I right, Yak? You do have a point. <laughs> what is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. And speaking of the Gold Cup for the U.S. and Hoop, I think it's great news that they didn't win. Because you don't want them to win with a third-tier team? Because it tells me that this is the NBA season is by far way more important than the Gold Cup. Now, for these other foreign guys, they, they, they get off on these international competitions, but not our guys. So I want the NBA season to be way more important than the Olympics. I want it to be way more important than some silly Gold Cup or whatever they got, the Pan American Games or all these things that they used to have. You know, who cares about that stuff? It's okay, but I want all the emphasis on our season. And that's exactly what this thing screamed to me, is that it is about the NBA season. And that's what matters the most. It seems like since they moved the date, and we'll have to see if the best players play in the Olympics next year are just taking them at their word. I think they will. But they didn't want the back-to-back summers. When they changed the World Championship and rebranded the World Cup, they also moved it one year. So instead of being every other year, they're now in back-to-back summers. It seems like that's what the best NBA players were saying is I'll, I'll yeah. play in a summer tournament but I, I don't want to do it two summers in a row they don't want to get burned out for the NBA yeah, season right. and so that's great news and it's just too much cumulative wear and tear in their minds especially given some of the specific injuries some of the guys had I want our season to matter way more than some three week spiel in some country obviously Durant wasn't going to play in the year he tore his Achilles so it's for some of the guys it's just what they had going on this summer but for other guys, it was the whole back-to-back deal, the guys who were healthy. All right, DJ and PK, coming up, Frank Dolce is going to join us in the very next segment, our Ute Insider Analyst for the Zone Sports Network. He's seen three non-conference games. He's seen USC lose at BYU. What is he expecting? We will speak with him next. Gary Anderson, Aggie coach, coming off the bye, getting ready for the conference opener. San Diego State joins us at 830. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.